Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, December 24th, 2021. It's just before 4.30 UTC as we're starting to record here. I'm Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, everyone. Hello, Yvonne. Hello! So it, it it's Christmas Eve, I guess? Close. Well, yeah, depending on where you are, yes. I, I, UTC, I just said, it's February. Yeah, it's dis- yeah. February. I mean, it's, it's, it's December it's, 24th. It's, it's, it, and in the East Coast, and it is, you know, UTC definitely is. I mean, definitely in Asia. They're, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so they're, anyway. They're definitely in, you know, full Christmas Eve thing. <laughs> Uh, so I'll I'll uh, I'll give uh, the agenda to start out with. We're going to do our but first. Uh, then we'll do a segment on the pandemic. I uh, you know I talked a bit about that last week, of course. But uh, as usual, things continue to develop, so there's things to talk about. And then we're just going to do a lightning round with two things from me and two things from Yvonne. And there we go. Uh, so let's start out the but first. Um, Yvonne, do you want to go or shall I start? Uh, shall I start? Uh, shall I start? Shall I start? Uh, I guess, uh, I can start. Okay. 10 minutes. Start. Go, go, start. go. I said, I started a timer. I, I, so, so, I don't know so if I'm you listened to last week's show. Am I supposed show. to run? Yes, you're supposed to run. I don't know if you heard last week's show. I got a new little timer app for the Mac, which I just re- uh, which I just started. So you'll you'll hear the lovely noise at the end. Go ahead. Well, I I mean I you know I must admit that I haven't heard last week's show, but I am way behind on my podcast listening right now. <laughs> oh. uh, I I just been very 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 busy. Um, you know, uh, learning a new uh, job. Uh, uh, which has been, by the way, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy doing so and doing some very different, uh, things. Um, one thing is that, you know, my, it's very interesting. I traded, uh, you know, roles from something that was more strategic to something more that was more individual role. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, you know, but at the same time, uh, the, one of the reasons why I was like uh, wanting to do this role is because, for the most part, it, it deals with a lot of stuff like uh, with technology issues and things and problem solving stuff. And I've already been like uh, faced with certain interesting things, for example, uh, you know, how to, uh, for example, do uh, uh, transparent data encryption on a on a massive database and how to. Uh, have database redaction. So basically the database, uh, you know, it simply it's just there's certain information that's, you know, protected information and they don't want any user to be able to just access it. But they but the information needs to be there, only accessible to certain people and how to incorporate those features into that um, stuff like uh, GDPR issues like, hey, how to do a security audit for GDPR to make sure that, hey, you're doing business in Europe. You need to be complying with GDPR you need a, a, an outside firm to help you deal with those problems. Um, and things like, you know, the, the fact that uh, uh, you see still, you know, we talk about the cloud a lot, right? Uh-huh. And how a lot of companies are, in, you know, are definitely migrating to the cloud. Um, but, you know, I still see issues, especially uh, uh, 
in Latin America in locations where there just isn't the bandwidth for it. And I, I see people buying hardware to replicate, say, uh, databases in places because they've got an application somewhere in a city where the connectivity between the cities is not good enough. So you get a lot of latency in an application. And they're like, well, shit, I mean, you know, say if it's a customer facing application, say like a, a point of sale system, an ATM or something or whatever, last thing you want is the person there sitting for a minute, application times out and they don't get the stuff they need. Mm -hmm. So you so you see hardware with like databases being replicated in certain places. And it's just uh, also the interesting thing that I saw is how especially the telcos, the uh, you know, there's a lot of telephone companies, those really aren't like buying cloud stuff from cloud vendors because they see themselves as competitor to those people in a certain sense. Many of them are offering their own cloud for customers. And so therefore they're like, they're buying stuff and they're like still doing everything on, on, on premise. And so it's just a lot of interesting things that I'm seeing, you know, trends that I saw more at a distance, but I'm actually now having to deal with specific customer issues with with those things. Not not necessarily seeing them more from a from a distance for for these. I'd seen some of them, but being where I am right now working, it's just a a, a much broader array and in-depth array of them. And it's honestly, I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you know so this is pretty cool you know dealing with a whole bunch of this stuff but at the same time you know i mean i gotta learn all i mean you know there are people here been doing this for a long time and you know a company this large and complex there's a lot of processes and procedures and so i'm still navigating through some of those as, uh, you know i went and i was trying to submit something to get uh get some contracts prepared and well i don't know i made just like the first couple of times i've made it i made like about five six mistakes they're like mm -hmm. well look you didn't include this you didn't do that i'm like oh jesus christ well, i'm like you know um but but you know so that's the so that's the part that's uh that's a little bit but i'm i'm, I'm but i'm getting there i'm you know i'm getting better at it like right now um you know but it's you know but it's a very different thing right now where I am a lot of times before I dealt with customers all the time, but usually I wound up at a customer because some fire exploded, right? Because mm -hmm. one of my salespeople, something happened, a customer's pissed off. So then, well, you know what? I got to come in and, you know, deal with the irate customer at that moment. Uh, so so that's the thing. So now it, it's like I'm not dealing only with them when they're pissed off, which actually is better, to be honest with you, because they're only coming to me when something went wrong. And so, you know, at least not it being there at that point uh, is that. But uh, but I will say just quite an onslaught of stuff going on. And that, then, of course, the one thing that's happened now is that uh, we're reaching uh, Christmas and then all of a sudden I... Some people were like ba banging me and asking me about stuff, and I sent a couple of messages, and all I got is like a whole hundred auto reply messages that they're out of office. Yes, yeah, and th and that's a global thing, you know, because that's the one thing about holidays, right? That, that holidays, was going to be my topic when it got to my turn. Was like the dead time at the end of the year, but but go ahead, we could start. <laughs> well, you know, but the one thing is that uh, th there are holidays in certain. For example, we have Thanksgiving, for example, right? Yeah. Well, I was working this role in Latin America and, you know, Asia for a long time. 
well, the, you know, I, there thing. may be Thanksgiving here, but they're all working. And so basically right. for me, it was just not really a great, it's not a good holiday. Okay. In terms of time off, because I just don't, don't, I mean, I can like avoid them a little bit, but I will still be getting stuff. Okay. It's going to be happening the whole weekend. Whereas Christmas is a more global holiday. Okay. Christmas there, and New Year's. There, there's Thank still parts God. of the world that are less, but yes. But it's a more global, but I said more, I didn't say completely yes. global. I said it's a more global holiday. It, right. I mean, th- this is a downtime it, it's, that It's happens. such a big thing that even some parts of the world where Christianity is not the majority religion have started to do some Christmas stuff just because, you know, they want to get in on the game, I guess. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, so that's the th- so that's the thing. It's like, at least this is a good thing because... You know, uh, that it's a global holiday. And so it's actually like a real downtime holiday, like uh, right now. And, uh, you know, and it got a little bit cold. Like uh, the last few days, so I I I, I was realizing <laughs> a little bit cold did it. What you, what does that mean for you in Florida? Right, it's now? it's sixty degrees. Okay, well, now, you l- know, l- let me let me let me, yeah, let me just tell you <laughs> now. Right right now, this very second, it is not too bad. It is thirty eight where I am. Holy shit! But it is on on next Wednesday. It, the low is going to be five. Well, I said, and the well, high twenty one. <laughs> Okay, well, I said it's a little bit colder, so it got into the fifties <laughs> at least. Well, it makes it feel more like Christmas. It's kind of okay. like you know, when just, it's just like... to be clear, this is the difference between <laughs> South Florida and Washington State. There are other parts of the country that are undoubtedly even colder, and certainly other parts of the world. But go, go ahead. Yes. So, but that's my thing. But like, it's kind of <laughs> like I, I, I must admit that it doesn't really feel very Christmassy if it's like eighty degrees. Okay. All right. Okay. It, it, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, the fact that it at least finally dipped down to like it's going to be around the fifties and sixties, like in the morning, at least during Christmas, that makes it feel more Christmassy. Okay. You know. See. Because, see. Now we. There is a ninety-two percent chance we will actually get snow on Christmas this week. Ooh! Now there you go. Now, just to be clear, uh, for everybody listening, we are recording this as we said. You know, it, it, it's Thursday night, the twenty-third U.S. time right now. It hasn't quite clicked over to midnight yet, but UTC, it's the twenty-fourth. I am one hundred percent sure I will not be releasing this episode until after Christmas. So, you know, Mary. Hope you all had a happy Christmas. Go go ahead, Yvonne. For those so, of yeah, you who so, celebrate, yeah. So, um, so you know, the, the the we got this going on like right now with uh, uh oh, what the hell else is uh going on? We had uh, uh boy, uh, God, I was about to freaking uh. say something in my brain. Of course, you know, this is one thing. I'm just you don't need to- a brain. So I'm like, uh, oh, the job. This is the interesting tidbit about the job market. Okay. Yes. So I was talking to a couple of, I had, uh, you know, I remember uh, when I was uh, interviewing after I did my, my graduate work at Purdue. I mean, I had to do some interviews. (laughs) I had to do some interviews before I got a job offer. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, I was just talking to my for my to to my niece's uh, you know to my niece who's married and her husband was uh, doing a master's degree at University of Chicago, and that basically that they had been so 
there's so such hot demand for th- for those graduates at those schools. He basically got a job offer without even doing an interview. Mm. Already, I mean, literally. He they told me, oh yeah, he's doing some interviews, but he already got a job offer for it. I'm like, wait, what? What? I'm like, what? What do you mean? So it's a little bit like weird, like what's going on with some parts of the job market. I, I'm going to tell you this, the even the kookier thing. Look, I got reached out by a major retailer that is based in a place that the name uh, 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 has a state of the name of another state in it. Okay. Okay. And for some reason to, for me to take a, a, a senior job there, uh, just out of the blue. And I'm just like, what the heck? And I'm looking at it. Wait, is this, I mean, you know, you get some of these bullshit emails and I'm like, wait, is this like really? And I'm like, oh yeah, this is like really. But of course they, they said something, oh, you can start working remotely, but then you have to, Move to kind of bum fuck, and I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? I'm not fucking like, I'm not gonna move to fucking, I'm not fucking moving to that uh-huh. place, like unless you know, if I if I had been now, if it had been a couple of months ago, I was unemployed, I had no leads on any jobs, and I'm like, well, maybe, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm me with a job right now, employed, I'm not moving there. I'm mm-hmm. out of my mind. I, you know, but but what I saw there, I, I saw some desperation in terms of trying to hire people, because what I had heard before for that company is like, look, you got a job offer to go over there and work at a headquarters. People are just, you know, lining up, right? Because they, you know, they pay well and whatever, whatnot. But but you could smell a little bit of desperation. They were even like saying, oh, you know, to allow the transition will allow you to work remotely for a while. I actually heard I had another friend of mine who actually started another job with the same discussion where they said, well, you could work remotely for a while and then you need to relocate to California. And basically after a while, they said, fine, you don't, don't relocate. Just, just stay. It's fine. Right. Uh, yeah. I think, I, I think, uh, we still have not gotten anywhere near the end of figuring out how companies will adapt to you know, all the white collar workers realizing that they could work from home just fine. And <laughs> I mean, our company are to push back again the the date for us to go back to the office. We we're supposed to, well, not even go back. They were going to reopen the offices. They were basically said, well, "We're going to reopen them, but you don't really have to come." Right. Basically, that's where my like company a, is right now. The, yeah. the offices are open for those who wish them. Right. But they, 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 there was going to be January, but they pushed that back and they basically said, yeah, uh, you know, forget it. Yeah. That we'll, 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 we'll revisit it after this wave is passed. Okay. Anyway. All right. Your time is up. It is my turn. As I said, uh, I just, I actually did just want to talk about that sort of holiday lull. In terms of we office work. We are experiencing a lull. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I've, for for years now, I haven't officially taken, like, time off during this time of year. My company is supposed to be shut down. Oh, well, that, that's good. I mean, and you, you mentioned one of your old companies did that as well, I believe. Yes. 
Um, yes. Yeah, well, our, our co- I'm going to say that the reason why this company started shutting down is because the CEO of my old company moved yeah. to this company ah. for years, and he instituted that here. So the thing is, though, you know, the reason I don't officially take the time off is I realized quite a few years ago that it, things are so damn slow. Oh, yeah. You know, you might as well not burn the time off, and you'll still get really, you know... I, I I told a couple people at work, including my manager, you know, that what I was doing for this time of year was I was going to call them light days. You know, I am checking in. I am looking at my email. I'm making sure nothing has exploded. Nothing, you know, nothing's blowing up right. that needs attention. If it, something needs attention, I'll give it some attention. And there's, there's like two or three things that I want to actually get done between now and New Year's. But, you know, n- no, nothing, nothing that's going to take huge amounts of my time. It's actually something that the kinds of things that benefit from having quiet time where you can just you know, spend a couple hours and knock something out. Um, and, and then I'd be doing that kind of stuff and basically check in, do a couple things I have to do, check right back out again, you know? And if somebody needs me, I'm available, call me, text me, whatever, I will be back online. But, you know, and, and it's, it's so dead. I mean, and it, it starts like this week, it's already been going right. Like it's, it's not like people wait for the week between Christmas and new year's. And then everybody disappears this week that we're in right now. Like almost everybody is gone. So, you know, so like because my, you're going to be around, you know, like probably near relatively near your computer. If you need something, you're not going to be on your yacht. You're right. No, I mean, yeah, my yacht. I mean, we've been no, working from home anyway. What happened I mean, to what your the yacht? Fuck? My, you my, my, my computer's a few feet away, no matter what, right, you know? Right. It's, so, it's like... I, I you, thought, you don't you don't have a yacht now? Oh, shit. Okay. No, right, I, right. I, 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 I had to give it up, and, oh, you know, the last time shame. Bitcoin crashed. Well, you I know, think so. Wayne LaPierre to, like, took it for, for a ride, so, so that's... But, but anyway, yeah, like, uh, you know, and, and you sort of it gradually builds as December moves on. You see more and more people with their out of office messages. And, you know, by the time we got to this week, it's like there, there were two or three people. There were a couple of things that we dealt with. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating, like, because we're not in office, you can't really tell who's there and who's not anyway. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, but meetings are canceled left and right. They're like recurring weekly meetings that like, people are like, yeah, just forget about this till January. <laughs> We're, we're oh, gonna... I had that the the big uh, the big uh, cancellation of recurring meetings. Yeah, it's you like... know, there's all these all of a sudden somebody was just like I don't know. I dialed into what that was supposed to be a recurring meeting today because honestly, I work today and I have to do some work tomorrow. I, I one of the things is that I, you know I I have to do some because in sales there there's something blowing up, but I I got some customer stuff that I need to take care of. I, I don't have to put in a full day, but I but I got to take care of some stuff. Okay. And, you know, it's just all the out of office. I mean, just, I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, there's just nobody. I dialed into this call. There was nobody there. I'm like, oh, okay. They, they, I guess they forgot to cancel this one. Yeah. I mean, frankly, you know, uh, you, you know, what your company does and what your old company did is, is frankly very smart. It's just like, unless you're like, unless you're like a critical player who's on call for something or whatever, just everybody go home. Let's not even count it, you know? 
And, and because we have, they, they moved everybody to unlimited vacation, which has its pros and cons, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's not a panacea. But at least there isn't the concern about, oh, you're burning up vacation days. Right. Yeah, no, we're shut down. and Forget it. We have unlimited vacation, so don't fucking worry about it. We're just paying you to just not work right now. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, my... My my manager, when I was like, I'm going to do this light thing, they're like, oh, come on, just take two weeks off. <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm like, oh. anyway. And, and you know, I, I so, but it, it, it it's funny because on the one hand, you know, it, it, it's also, you know, I mentioned I've got like a handful of things I want to get done before New Year's. And I will make myself do it. But it's also... During these two weeks, super hard to get motivated too. You know, it's like, you know, there's there's nothing going on. The 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 actual like deadline for anything. Nobody's got a deadline this coming week. It's like, you know, I want to get things done before January because I want to like hit the ground running on a couple things, uh, you know, in January. And I'm cleaning up some loose ends for some stuff that I actually wish I'd gotten done earlier, but didn't have a chance. And so I'm, you know, it's slow weeks. I'm going to take a chance, take the time to like do a few things that I haven't gotten to and just, you know, knock them out. But like, it at the same time, you know, you're 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 sitting there at the computer. You've got the work stuff open. There's, it's so slow. Nobody's there. Nobody's pinging you on the internal messaging. You're not getting a lot of emails. It's like, I could just go sit on the couch, you know, and kick back and do something else. And wh- do I really have to do this thing? Maybe it can wait for tomorrow. Maybe, maybe I could actually do it January 3rd, you know, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's like self, like in in my case, it's like, okay, I just want to get these things out of the door so I don't have to worry about them in January. Um, but it's still, I, I found like more so than like any other time of year, it's really hard to sort of get up that, that get, get on a roll in terms of actually working and being productive. Like it, get into that groove, I guess it is, you know, cause you, you know how that is. Like, you, you know, you, you, you get into a zone where you're really productive and you can bang out a bunch of stuff, but you have to sort of get into that mindset. And I find it hard to get into that mindset during this time period. Well, because you're not, because sometimes you're doing stuff that you're sending, you know, you 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 need to like, hey, I'm submitting this to somebody and then I'm going to get something back or whatever right now. But if you're just getting out of office, but you're not getting it, you're going to get a jack shit back. Yeah. Like if I finish the things that I want to finish, I'm still not getting any feedback on it till like right. January 6th Nobody's going to look at it. Exactly. Right. And, and even then I'm going to probably have to ping them because it's going to get lost in the, you know, they'll come back and there'll be a bunch of email from things and they'll, yeah, whatever. And <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm completely at this point this week, you know, I actually have Friday completely off. Um, and, uh, New Year's Eve as well. So th- those two Fridays, like tomorrow, I'm not thinking about work. I'm not logging into work. Like there's some things I didn't get done today, Thursday that I wanted to get done. They'll wait till Monday. Uh, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be you know, wrapping presents and, and, and getting the house ready to do like the Christmas thing we do and uh, all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am mentally switched off work for the long weekend and, 
And the entirety of next week, I recognize I will only be sort of half tuned into work and nobody is going to give a shit because nobody's there anyway. No, nobody's going to give a shit. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's all I have to, I guess the only other thing I have to say is I finished my Christmas shopping. Well, that's one thing. I'm hoping to make sure that uh, I got to finish some Christmas shopping tomorrow, and I hope some of the places that I need to go to are open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I started like my my pattern for many years now, just to keep myself on track, is my target is to buy one thing each day from December 1st until it's too late to get things shipped that would arrive on time for Christmas. You know, okay. that's my, that's my pattern. And you know, that's not like, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing every day. You know, some of those things will be really small, but the, the, the idea is to pace myself, do one a day, blah, blah, blah. Um, I usually do pretty badly at that and end up starting a little bit late, but this time I started later than I have in a long time. I didn't like buy my first thing till like December 16th or something. And then I waited a few more days before I did. And I, I was like way behind. So, but, and be, and by the time I got to like, you know, uh, not always by the end, right? You're there are very few things that are ah ah. By the end, there are very few things that are available for shipping in time, of course, because you're down to it has to be two day, has to be one day, whatever. But this time, even when I started, you know, there were already things I wanted that were not going to be available for Christmas, and I guess that's part of the whole supply chain, blah 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 thing. Um, it wasn't that bad. Uh, but there, there, there was one thing, and, and and I'll mention there was one device that I was getting for somebody. Um, yeah. And the thing what and when I first went shopping for it, um, you know, it comes in a variety of colors, and you know, I I would have tended to get it like you know a plain gray or black or white or something, you know, a a plain regular color or even like a blue or whatever. At mm. the time, I was looking. None of them were available. None of the, all of them were like, if you order it now, you'll get it in like February or some nonsense. Jesus. Right. And not quite February. It was probably January, but it was definitely after Christmas. Right. And I'm like, and then I kept looking, kept looking. Eventually I found the damn thing, but instead of a plain color, it was like, had a design on it of like lips. Oh God. Just a whole bunch of lips. Oh, that it, sounds fantastic. <laughs> so Not. I, I bought the damn thing anyway. I'm like, it's the only freaking one that's available. There was actually another one that was like, that looked like a panda, but it was like the kid's version. And apparently there were some software differences too. And I, it wasn't clear from the descriptions whether you could turn off the software differences and make it into a regular one. And it cost more than the regular one anyway. And I guess the one with lips cost more than the regular one too. I don't know. Cause it's like some designer crap or whatever. And so I bought the stupid one with the lips. And uh, so the person in question will get their stupid device with the lip pattern on it. Um, min meanwhile, like th this was like on the 16th, 17th, somewhere around there. I went back and I was shopping for other stuff around the 20th. So like a few days to a week, uh, I'm, I'm making up the numbers. I don't know. I forget these things. Anyway, a few days to a week later, I was back looking for other stuff 
And I noticed that the plain colors were back in stock and available before Christmas. Ah. Oh, well. I, 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 did not, I did not buy another one. I'm like, oh, well, I got the one with the damn lips. It's kind of funny. Whatever. <laughs> you know? So, anyway. But, yeah, like, uh, you know, and, and you always expect this, you know, the, that, you know, if, if you're buying something now or, you know, in the last couple days, you recognize you're not. You, yeah, you, your choices are going to be more limited. Your choices well, are yeah. going to be very limited at that point. But I was struck I mean, by how many choices were already limited on the 16th. Uh, and I recognized, yeah, this year I really should have started on the first or maybe in November. And I know people were saying that people were saying there's going to be a supply crunch and you should start your Christmas shopping early. But of course I didn't. So, oh, well, well, I, I gotta say that this year in terms of the shopping, like I started, uh, some things I started er early. I have a couple of things that are pending. I got, mo we got most of the stuff, but I didn't start as, uh, I did start somewhat early, but. It was after Thanksgiving, so it wasn't like we... It wasn't we like you were thing. shopping no. in no. the summer or something. I, I mean, I had some friends of mine. I had a friend of mine, actually, that... Now, this was an item that I, I will admit was very, very difficult to get. And she bought it in October, September time frame. Okay. And it's a friend of mine... But, but, well, this is what happened. She was looking for it anywhere online, and it wasn't available. And she goes and she looks for it, and it was a it was a Lego set, okay? Right. Okay. It was a specific one for Harry Potter. It was a big one. It was an expensive one too. Was um, it the train? I some castle thing. I don't know. Okay. It was a okay. few hundred dollars. Okay. Well, All right. see, here's the thing bucks. with Lego, by the way, that I, I just want to say that like you gotta watch out for this on Lego. Lego does this, you know, they they Bring out sets, and they're only available directly from Lego for a short time. Right. But then there's this collector's market for Lego sets. Right. Yes. So the Lego set that originally cost like 40 bucks when it came out, if you bought it from Lego at the Lego store or whatever, um, like if you wait to the next year looking for that same set, it's probably a couple hundred bucks. You know, it depends on the, it depends on the set, but... Well, here's the thing. At the at the Lego store, this was several hundred dollars already okay. at the Lego store. Yeah, yeah. The big ones are already, the big ones. She are. found some online that were already double. Okay. Yeah. But what happened? But here's the thing. Look, she goes on the Lego uh, to, to Lego online, doesn't see it, but the, the I have a Lego I, I I live near this mall that thankfully has that's super close to my house. And they have an Apple store. They have a Lego store. It's great because honestly, yeah. they have all those damn stores. They have everything. Okay. And so um, she checks and they have them in stock. And she said, look, it's the only fucking place that I found go that get has it. it in stock. Just <laughs> fucking go to the store and get it for me. Okay. And so, but, but, but I got that because it's specifically what you said, because of the collector's market and all this shit on it. I mean, she asked me to go, just, just go get this damn thing for me. So I, I got, I got that Lego set for her and I, I gave it to her sometime this week so she could like wrap it up and have it to, right, to, right. to her son for, for Christmas. But it was just, it, that was like about the earliest I've seen, but my stuff, I did not start, start that early, but my son this year, you know, because he's been delayed with like, uh, writing and other stuff and communication or whatever. But this year he actually wrote his own first christmas list okay mm. 
All right, which is very cool. You know, yep. he, he 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 came up with everything on it, and he wrote it down himself, which was you know we were like so proud, we were very happy. We we're like, oh my god, look at that! So you know, it was very cool. And uh, he asked for some very specific things. Okay, um, and I you know I looked at the list, and I'm like, okay, I I gotta get this stuff. Okay, and so I I, I have been very diligently trying to get him some of the things that are on his list and a couple of things were specifically he he likes a lot of uh construction toys and whatever whatnot but he asked for certain more specific more sophisticated ones okay mm. so like i got him you know look he, he has some excavators but they aren't really motorized he has to move so I, I got him some really like cool like motorized excavator thing okay so it, it it's really you know with a remote or whatever it works excavates and other stuff like that, and uh, and he wanted an actual, uh, 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 like a like a real like Wally. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. You know, he loves the movie, but he didn't have almost any. I think he had a plush Wally, but not like a robot Wally. I found gotcha, one gotcha. that makes all the noises. You hit all the buttons, moves, whatever. I found one of those. Excellent. And it's actually pretty cool, I thought, actually, to be honest with you. I like that. So stuff like that. So I was like, I don't like looking for that because he was very specific about uh, all of a sudden, you know, he's gotten like where his, you know, he's able to more express this, you know, what he wants specifically. And I was able to get some of that, you know, wanted to make sure that he got the stuff that and, he uh, he was looking for. Yeah, no, definitely. And 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 we're we're over time, but I'll I'll finish up like the And it's not like he wasn't he was asking for like a you know he didn't yeah, write yeah. what an airplane or something or whatever. I'm like, you know, like <laughs> oh I want a seven eight seven. I'm like, well okay I you know that's a little bit out of my budget. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh with, with Alex, uh he he we have we have hit the age where things are starting to become more difficult again. Like with, with younger kids, you know, they have preferences in terms of like, they, they like toys of a certain type or whatever, but generally speaking, you can buy some toys and they're happy, you know, yeah, they like the toys. Um, you know, last year, um, yeah, and, and Alex has a wish list on Amazon that he populates himself and he adds <laughs> stuff to it. Um, but like, you know, first of all, on the Lego stuff, he's got Lego sets on there that maybe when he added them to their wish list was like, <laughs> you know, 40, $50, but are now like 500. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, sorry, you know, okay. If I was going to get like the huge, massive, like star destroyer or something with 50,000 pieces, that's five yeah. feet long and right. it's going to take like half a year to build and we're going to have to clear out a spot in the garage for it. Okay. Maybe I can justify, you know, if you, you know, 500 bucks or whatever for that. But if it's a little tiny set with like a few hundred pieces that is in no human way actually worth more than 30 or 40 bucks, but it's now 500 because it's a collectible because people are like hoarding them and keeping them in boxes. Whereas I know my son would just open it and play with it. Right. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, which, which is fine. Opening it, play with, that's what you're supposed yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, but, but, but you know, yeah, but you don't want to pay like, it's like, you know, buying a collector, you know, a collector level set for, he just, you know, that's not what he wants yeah. it for. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, but, but what I was going to say is uh, in terms of kids aging, and I remember, you know, this with my daughter as well when she was that age and with other kids, you know, at, it, like last year, um, Alex got a bunch of like the toys and stuff like we usually get. 
80% of them are in his room right now, still unopened in the box. Oh, Jesus. Because, like, really, you know, he got to the point where, okay, well, he's he's busy on his computer. He's doing stuff on the computer. He's playing video games. He's doing this. He's doing that. And while, and some of them, to be fair, he's like, well, I'm, I'm, I am going to open it, but I'm going to wait until I'm ready to do a video on it. <laughs> you know? Oh, but, my God. <laughs> but, but the point is, like, this year, I was like, I don't know what the hell to get this kid. I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I, I remember, I, I, I mean, Alex is now, what, what, what age is he now? 12, 12, 12. I, I gotta admit that around 12, um, I started just getting money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and like, you know, we had a big family where we used to get together with like my aunts and uncles and grandparents and whatever, whatnot. And basically they just show all showed up with envelopes with money. And I got to admit that that was pretty good. Can I be honest? <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, I'm just getting cash. Yeah. Cash. And I'm like, oh, I wanted like, you know, this remote, you know, remote controlled boat or something. And I'm like, oh, great. I just got, you know, you, you know hell. You can go buy the boat if you want it. Exactly. I, I, I mean, and, and my, you know, like I still remember one year that my grandma, you know, usually we would get from everybody like 20 bucks. Okay. You know, we're talking about 70, you know, late, late, late seven, early 80s. Not bad, 20 bucks. And you've got like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, 10, five, seven, eight relatives gives you 20 bucks. You could get, you know, a couple of hundred bucks. Not exactly a bad, a bad thing. I remember like one year that my grandma on my dad's side started giving everybody $100 bills. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. And, and we had Fancy. another one that was given 50s. Okay. So, I mean, it added up quick. I mean, I was like, holy shit. I got money. Well, well- well, you know, and if you if you add up what they would have bought on like buying you presents, it's this they're going to end up in the same ballpark. Exactly, it's a it's it, same money, and we got what the hell we wanted, and so whatever we you know it worked out perfect. To be honest with you, and by the way, Manu did ask for some gift cards. Right, right. No, and, and so like honestly, if I look at the, the stuff I got for Alex this year, it, it's a bunch of it. It's there's no one big thing. They're a bunch of smaller little things that like nobody's going to cry if he doesn't play with it or doesn't whatever. And some of them are like joke things and blah, blah, blah. You know, so it, it's just a bunch of small around that age, around when they're right on the edge of turning into teenagers. Um, it stops being as much about, ooh, look at all the new toys I got. And it becomes a little bit more chill. Listen, I, I think the one thing, unless it's something like, for example, like, like I still remember like about 15 years ago for my nephew that, you know, uh, when the Xbox 360 came out, yeah, the yeah. impossible when, when to get. When you have big thing. Right. And, and I mean, you know, I wound up, you know, we wound yeah, up paying. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's the you know, kind of big thing. Like, we had to find it where he couldn't even. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, you know th- so th- that's things like that. Event. I mean, like, like, you know, a few years back, you know, for my, my daughter got a new laptop. You know, but it's a right. different kind of gift. You know, it's a different thing. And also, you know, fl- flipping it, the other thing that happens around that age, this year, Alex has been super excited about giving gifts. Oh, 
You know, really? and, and, and wow. actually la- okay. last last year to some degree as well, but this year really. And I mean, like saving up his allowance, asking for extra money so that he could buy gifts for people. He has something that he bought for me that obviously I don't know what it is yet that he like was really bugging uh, my nice. wife about to help subsidize, but he had the idea. He knew what he wanted to get me. He was insistent and he worked on my wife for like weeks to like get her to buy in to help pay for it because he couldn't afford it by himself. And, uh, you know, and I know he, he, he's, he was making fun of me for starting my Christmas shopping on the 16th because he'd, he'd done his weeks earlier and he'd used money from his <laughs> allowance. Yeah, he'd used money from his allowance and he got stuff for, you know, he got stuff for grandma, for me, for the dogs, for mom, for the, for his sister, you know, you know, he, he, he was planning out the whole thing and, and figuring out what he wanted to get for everybody. So I have that- to admit, and we're talking, you, talk, you mentioned laptops or whatever. Look, the most exciting gift that I still remember to this day that I got for Christmas was a Radio Shack Model 100 laptop. Uh, that was fucking slick as all balls. <laughs> I mean, we're talking the mid-1980s. Right. Nobody had a laptop. You know, nobody had seen one, for God's sakes. Right. And dad bought me that damn laptop. I mean, shit. That was, I mean, I, man, I really used that thing a lot. I mean, it had a 300 baud modem, and I freaking... I mean, I was dialing up to some uh, chat rooms or whatever, and just used that damn thing all the time. Yep, I played games. I, I, I really, I really got a lot of use out of that laptop. And it, I mean, best, best damn of all the presents I got Christmas. That was the best damn present ever. And I'm sure my dad had to, you know, go and like get that thing. You know, I couldn't afford, couldn't afford to buy that damn thing. I can't remember for sure if it was Christmas or a birthday. I, th- I kind of am feeling it was Christmas, but like my first computer was also a present. Like it was my, it was the Commodore Vic 20 was my first uh, computer and uh, that I had myself. I used other ones el- elsewhere, but this one was the first one that was mine. And uh, yeah, that was a, that was a damn significant present. It changed yes. the course of my life for, well, forever. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, um yeah. Uh, so um uh, yeah. Anyway, we we've gone way over on this one. So uh let let's take a break uh and we will move from happy Christmassy stuff to happy pandemic stuff. Uh Is that the right way to put it? Sure. Happy bouncy pandemic? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh back after this. Okay, we are back. And before we start, I, I we, before you sort of pivoted onto something completely different, you'd mentioned pivot, you, pivot. You had mentioned how you were behind on your podcasts. Um, yes, I basically have not listened to non-current news podcasts that are just like news programs from the last twenty-four hours in like t- in years, except. And like, well, really, the pandemic killed it because 
at that point, like, because most of my podcast listening was in the car driving to and from work. And I stopped doing that, obviously. So, you know, and now I have two types of podcast listening. One. Well, there it, you go. That's a reason why you should go back to uh, go yeah, to the office. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Um, yeah, no, one one type of podcast listening is I listen to the news podcast to fall asleep. So literally, I have a random shuffle of like almost 100, you know, news podcasts daily type news podcasts. Uh, most of them are from the major news networks, but there are a few from other places. I got some BBC, I got some NPR, MSNBC, CNN, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I got a bunch of those. Um, and I'll, I'll literally put them on to fall asleep. Uh, but then the only times I listen to other podcasts are like as background, if I'm cleaning or something, or the very few times I, I'm actually in the car and go for a drive. But I've been trying to prioritize catching up on listening to my own podcasts, the wiki of the day stuff and this podcast. And I've gotten further and further and further behind because the wiki of the day podcast, three of them come out every single day. Now they're only a few minutes long there, but they're three every day. And then there's this one once a week. So of podcasts that are my own, I have 1,448 in my queue right now to listen to. It's going to take a while. And, and where I am, I, I am, I am up to September 17th, 2020. So are you going to ever declare a podcast bankruptcy at some point? Just say, fuck it, just skip or no? Nah. So, so, so a couple of years from now, you'll be like, I'll still be listening you know, to podcasts listening in 2020. To the podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have still not gotten to the 2020 election yet. We're in September of that year. <laughs> Okay, so I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but is that a little bit like disconcerting to listening to this shit? You know, from well, like, it's, it's actually kind of interesting as I'm listening. You know, it, like the the very next podcast that uh, uh, of Curmudgeon's Corner <laughs> that I'm going to listen to will be the one where we discuss the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, so I, I'm a little bit behind, just just a tad, just a tad, just a tad. Anyway, um, and I was reminded of that because you'd mentioned you hadn't listened to last week's show, and of course I did talk about Omicron some last week. But you know, there have been developments in the last week. So what what did you want to talk about in terms of the current podcast stuff, Yvonne? There's obviously all kinds of craziness going on. I, I wait, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. Well, I have to start with wait. I have to start with trends, don't I? Because we always do. Yes, you have to start with the with the numbers. Yes, okay. that is the first well, thing. Well, this is this is an important part of the numbers. Now, I I mainly yeah you know, like there's the two things, right? That well, m there's more than two. But if you look worldwide, and I always prefer looking worldwide for you know a variety of reasons. Um, but uh, cases are indeed shooting through the roof. Yes. Um, although not quite as fast as you would expect if you're paying attention to specific places, like UK is going crazy, uh, et cetera, uh, you know, and you, you're hearing now about New York and DC and places like that where case, cases are going nuts. Um, cases have been going up steadily. They haven't yet on a worldwide basis shown that like, 
really huge, massive spike. Now, I notice in the charts, yeah, yeah, the most recent data point does sort of shoot up. But, you know, the, the seven-week average is still sort of, it's it's up, but it's going steadily. Um, you know, so it, it hasn't yet done that sort of hockey stick shape like everybody's talking about with Omicron. Omicron, Omicron, whatever. Um, whatever, I don't know. Um, it, it, it is exceeding where we were in August. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it won't go vertical, but it just hasn't yet. But here's the thing. You look at deaths right now. If you look at the worldwide seven day average of deaths, we are down 6.6% from a week ago. We are down 8.6% from four weeks ago. We are down 20.2% from 13 weeks ago or a quarter ago. And if you compare year over year, 52 weeks, we are down 45.2% from a year ago at this time. And, you know, people point out at this time of year, from now until like the second week of January, it's really hard to interpret these stats because just like we were talking about in the workplace, you know, there's nothing going on. The reporting is really bad during this time period because all of the agencies that are doing the reporting are taking time off too. And things get left and said, okay, we'll catch up on this in January and stuff like that. So every, so every major holiday, whether it's a, especially like you said, Christmas is this worldwide holiday. We saw a big artificial dip in the stats last year at this time. We saw smaller dips at like Thanksgiving and other you know, a few other holidays that are big on a worldwide basis um, that is fake. So you can get faked out by this drop around the holiday that it just comes right back up afterwards. Um, but the seasonal pattern isn't, if you're looking at the year over year, you know, it was December last year too. <laughs> you know, we, we are down right. 45.2% from this time last year. Right. And if you look at the, and again, it, it, you know, yes, you see a, t a dip at this time of year anyway, but the deaths have been flat for a couple months. They have not been heading up. They have not been heading down. And this, and one of the things that people are talking about in terms of Omicron is it, you know, there are two questions that have been somewhat conflated in the popular mind. Um, one is, is Omicron less lethal than previous variants? Um, you know, if you, and, and that's like, if you have the exact same scenario, you, you put, put Omicron in front of the same kind of person, same demographic, same previous history of vaccination, same previous history of infection, whatever. Um, it's looking like Omicron is a little bit less, uh, deadly than Delta was a little bit like 15, 20, 30%. And all of these numbers are still massively preliminary. They're still studying. There's still time has to play out on this, but that's trying to tease out the, you know, are you really looking at apples to apples? But that's not really the question people care about. People care about 
are we going to see a big spike like we did with Delta? And that has a whole bunch of other factors at play. And it, it, you know, people have been talking about, well, this spreads much, much faster. So even if it's less deadly, you still may result in more deaths, but you are introducing it in a population that has had a lot more previous exposure. So you're going to have less of an effect anyway. Um, you know, and, and that's but look, the one preliminary data point that I saw about the analysis in terms of hospitalizations with Omicron was that it was 80% less likely to to cause hospitalization than Delta. I mean, that's the only data so, point I saw. So and like I, you mentioned, it's I, very I, preliminary. I, yeah, well, I've seen a number of different points on that uh, that all have major caveats because right. the ones that are straight looking at population, like look at what happened at South Africa. Well, yeah, but the population of South Africa is much younger than the population of Europe or the United States. Right. You have to normalize for those factors. You have to normalize all this stuff and you have to figure out if you're, if you really are looking at comparable populations and stuff like that. And it becomes a really complicated mess of variables, none of which are measured very well yet. Um, but like the one thing I can point out so far is if we're going to have a big winter surge, Omicron or no Omicron, if we're going to have a big winter surge, it hasn't started yet. Last year, the big fall slash winter surge started in October. We've been flat since October. You know, now that's not to say that that won't show up in a, in a couple weeks, uh, you know, because people are talking about how even if this is less deadly, if since it's so much easier for people to catch, you know, you may still end up with more people dying because so many more people got it. A small percent of a larger number is still large, et cetera. Uh, but so far, no. So far, if anything, we're down. It, it, you know, I look at, you know, I mentioned the year-over-year -year numbers. If you look at the year-over-year -year percentage, uh, you know, if you look at now as a percentage of last year, as opposed to an absolute number, it's been going down, 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 down. The, 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 it has not reversed at all. You know, we are... Uh, each each new week so far, we're better off compared to a year ago than we were before. That doesn't mean it's going to stay that way, but I'm crossing my fingers. It's looking kind of okay so far. But, um, you know, as, as I said last week and in previous weeks as well, I still believe in sort of being in, in the, the in, in being prudent and careful anyway, like you can't assume the best case. And, you know, so you, you still want to, like, I am, one of the things we're actively considering right now is, you know, I mentioned getting the house ready for Christmas day. Like we usually have my mother over for Christmas day, you know, and we're, we're all, you know, I, I myself and Brandy are both, you know, fully vaccinated and boosted. Uh, my daughter is fully vaccinated, but not yet boosted. I bugged her about getting an appointment the other day. Um, Alex, uh, it, it, you know, is in an age group where they haven't even recommended the booster yet. Um, you know, so it, it, we're probably all Yeah, but fine. he's only been vaccinated, what, two months? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it, he, he wouldn't be at the six-month 
point yet, and right. they haven't recommended right. it for kids yet anyway. I've seen some people saying that the six months is too long and they should be pulling that in, but they haven't done that yet anyway. Um, and so the question is, like, do we do we try to get everybody tested before we get together? Because that's sort of what, what, what I've heard most on TV when people ask, is it safe to get together with your family in small groups? The answer is, if everybody's vaccinated, yes. But you probably want to test everybody before you get together. And if anybody tests positive, you adjust your plans accordingly. Yeah, but uh, well, 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 that goes to the problem that we're seeing right now, which is... You of know, availability of tests. Well, yeah. I mean, there's been scarcity of the quick tests. And uh, the, I mean, I was like seeing today lines for yeah. testing, uh, which I hadn't seen in like... Pfft, I and especially for, for for Omicron, one of the things they're talking about is how quickly it comes on board. So, like they they're recommending like it for the quick tests, you don't do it the day before; you do it like hours before you're going to get together. Okay. And of course, for these places where you go out and get sent to a lab and you get your results back days later, that that by then it's too late. You know, right? Um, so you want the home test. You want the one that is going to give you an answer in a couple. You know, it, it, you know, very short time frame, um, uh, and and you can't find those. Like we we have, uh, we probably would have six people over to the house if we're doing it, which is still a small group. The four people who live here, my uh, my daughter's boyfriend and my mother. That that that's that's the group that would potentially come. We have three tests. We, we we have three tests at the moment that we that my wife had left over from when she was making sure to to test multiple times a week when she was campaigning. Um and we have no prospects of realistically finding more before then. So it's like, are we going to do the thing where we make sure everybody tests and if somebody tests positive, they can't come? Uh and if so, like who do we who do we test? You know, like of the five by, by the way, of the six, who do so we pick? Uh, I just saw a news flash come through right now that uh, airlines have had to cancel fifteen hundred yep. Christmas Eve flights. Yep. Um, these are all last minute flights. Uh, the and the main reason is because of staffing issues due to a surge in Omicron cases. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, places are getting hit with this, like, really quickly. Well, which brings up the other... What I will say is one thing that I... Yeah, look, yeah. and I, I, I can't find this, but I had I had read this a long time ago. We were having this discussion about viruses and pandemics a long time ago with somebody. I, and this, this is a discussion that I recall having, like, 15 years ago. And the one thing is that uh, the, the, the people are telling me is that typically, okay, not all of them, but typically... Um, super fast spreading viruses like this usually are not uh, as deadly. Okay. Yeah. Um, th and there is a reason for that. Usually what, if they're, if they were that deadly, that it would kind of like hasten the transmission. And you're like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? Well, because when so many people catch it asymptomatically, it means that it's not that virulent. And so, therefore, it's it's not really killing that many people. So it could. So it, it, it's it's a lot of people, and I saw this already because we just found out today that my um, my my niece's husband got COVID. Now he got COVID because he he came into town to visit his mom and his grandmother, and his grandmother refused to be immunized. Okay, 
Yeah. Uh, so she got COVID and she is feeling she's not doing too well. Okay. Her mom had her first and second dose, but not boosted. She's feeling okay. He's feeling nothing. Okay. But he tested positive. Um, and so it, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, look, if you're, you may be vaccinated and boosted and you actually are not even feeling anything, but you're, you're, you're catching it and you're passing it on. Right. Well, and th- this is what so- some of the discussion right now is on, you know, should we even like it, 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 if in fact, you know, Omicron is less impactful you know, less likely to result in serious illness, et cetera, et cetera, you know, then is it actually the right thing to do to be telling people, like, if you test positive, go isolate and you know, blah, blah, blah. And you can't go to, you can't go to work for 10 days and all that. I see some places are already cutting that down to seven, or cutting back that. Yeah. And other places are switching to, okay, we're not even going to bother testing unless you show, show symptoms. Um, and I, I I have less of a feeling this time around that people know what they're doing than in some of the others, because I think this whole message about um, Omicron being less impactful has led a lot of people, you know, basically between the the possibility of it being less impactful and the fact that it is spreading like wildfire, even amongst people who are immunized and boosted. Um, all the, although, as, as they say repeatedly, by the way, even if you're being immunized uh, and boosted and all of this, dramatically decreases your chance of a serious outcome, even with Omicron, right? Like, the, the, unvaccinated, the unvaccinated people are still screwed. Listen, daily deaths like right now, are 13 times as high for unvaccinated yes. folks than vaccinated. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a huge difference. But my point was between these messages of it's less severe and it's spreading like wildfire, so you're going to catch it anyway. I get a lot of people at the and and the fact that it's been going on for two years. There are a lot of people who are like, well, you know, I, I give up. You know, there's no point anymore in... I'm just going to live my life and what happens happens. And I don't want to take any precautions anymore. Well, and I, I, I don't want to, you know, and look, and look I, <laughs> you know, it's my discussion again of, of like, you know, look, uh, I, I get the people are frustrated and tired, but you know, look, I think I have said this, look, I have lived my life under this pandemic. Okay. All right. But it, it, you know, but it's not by throwing caution to the wind. Okay. And that's, you know, people, you know, can do, you know, I see, you know, today having a discussion with like my niece or whatever, you know, we, we, we got, we're talking about this and she's like, well, I'm not going to go see whatever and have a, a drink outside. And I'm like, look, go and sit outside and have a drink with them. You're not going to get, it's very unlikely that you will get sick. You it's know, outside. Sharing. Exactly. Sharing a drink with your friend outside. Don't worry about it. Okay. 
I mean, th- no, this is this is the ahead. other. Don't, don't, you know. Well, this this is one of the it, things these too. These are the extremes where I'm like me- going but, and hearing people. But messaging say that. hasn't like, just, just... messaging has not adapted the way that you would want it to, because we know so much more than we did last year, and we and there's so much and there are better treatments and there's better testing and but, and, and, but and, look, but, you got to remember, it's just the whole politicization of the messaging yeah, anyway. Yeah, it doesn't too, freaking matter because they, mean, they don't you know, they don't look, trust anything that anybody says about it and whatever. Right. And if you change the message, that makes them trust you even less even though it's you're changing right. it because you know more than you did because, exactly because you're trying to give a more nuanced advice as to what to do yeah but at the same time like you when you still hear like some of the public health people and some of the messaging is still stuck in nine months ago or a year ago too like they can't get like the whole fact that look that really is airborne not droplets it fundamentally right. changes Lots and lots about how you react to this disease, and well, I see most of the hygiene theater go away. Most, most of places. it, most I of know. it has gone away. But I still see people talking about, "Don't worry, we we have extra cleaning duty." You know, we're we're making sure to scrub the surfaces, and it's like, you know, okay, it's great that you're scrubbing the surfaces. Probably should have been doing that anyway, even before the pandemic, right? But that it's not a you know, that that's not how this thing spreads. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah. And, and whereas really you would want the messaging to at this point be concentrated, concentrated on ventilation, 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 and it's airborne. So the masks are really important and the quality of the mask right. and the quality of fit is really important. Right. And that's where you want the messaging to be. And that's not where it is most of the time. Um, and of course, vaccinations. Yes. Yes. You get, well, I think I, I think look, I, I do think that this administration had focused far more intensely on vaccinations more than anything else. And yeah. with good reason, because that's what they said at the time. Well, and we they need. wanted we they to wanted to be able to tell people you were going back to normal after you were vaccinated. Right. So they did exactly. the messaging about you can ditch yeah. the masks now. Oops. Right, right. Which then of course we yeah, exactly. But but the one thing I think that right now, you know, you know, Biden announced just this thing about getting to 500 million tests and yeah. look he freely admitted that you know what listen there's a mistake that they didn't order him a couple of months ago yep um because i think in part because they were focused on you know still looking well, at ways also, to boost you know, vaccinations the, the, and, and the press secretary making fun of the suggestion that you send everybody tests meanwhile half of europe is doing that maybe not mailing them but you right. making them freely available at a certain amount per day for anybody who right. wanted them and needed them. And that was a central part of their strategy. And yet the White House press secretary made fun of that suggestion when it was brought up. It's like, yeah. So, but, but here, but, but, but they again, are pivoting look, now. The fact, but, but, but not just here, here's, here's the, and that's what I'm saying about this is that, look, I mean, Joe Biden went up there basically and said, look, it was a mistake that we did. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and I go back to the fact that look, this administration made. Listen, I don't. I haven't seen any government that has a a a a, a great strategy of dealing with this pandemic. Yeah, none. No, none. Not no. the Chinese. Not the Japanese. Not even the none. None. Um, however, what I do feel comfortable about this this government, in one sense, is that I know they're not trying to actively try to kill me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which the last one was. Okay? Because Trump couldn't have given a shit about about killing a few people if it meant that he could win an election. 
Right. But I will say, I will say one of the thing. things that's been in the news this week is once again, and this is not the first time, by the way, like some people are acting like it was the first time, but Donald Trump was out giving speeches this week where he openly yes. talked about how he got vaccinated, he got boosted, and, and, how the vaccines and did you are see the good. Reaction? And everybody, and yeah, did you he, see got, your he got booed. Reaction? He got booed and some of his people are very unhappy with him. There's some MAGA people saying, what the hell is Donald Trump doing? But he, like, in several interviews this week was very strong about, you know, he, he was taking credit for the vaccines, which, by, you know, he did have something to do with. He he did push the acceleration of the vaccine process. Listen, he wasn't the only one. But like, if that bastard had gone and like publicly gotten inoculated and had not allowed these people to start this messaging yeah. against the vaccines, then I would give him credit. But he went and spent the development of the vaccines. Yes, he they they the the, the the federal government did help that. Yeah, they went and you know they they got him out. Okay, great, he got inoculated, but but then he actively played against them. Yeah, and even by the way, I've said this is not the first time he said it. He's been saying it, and he has been pro vaccine. He wanted to take credit for it, but his message has always been muddled. You know, because, yeah, but, but be, what be, he didn't do, which he could have done, is he could have forcefully told all these people. If, if you know, his his supporters have told his line. If in front of everybody said, he told everybody, all of you get vaccinated right now. The vaccines are super important. Bah, 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 bah. Here's my shot. Every time he said something positive about the vaccine, he followed it up with something negative. Right. You know, so he'd be like, the vaccine is great, but... Oh, it's just your choice and everybody has to think about it and blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, or when he was taught, when he was first asked about boosters, he wasn't like, yeah, I'm getting the booster, rah, rah. He's like, yeah, you know, the vaccine is good, but this booster, that's just the pharmaceutical companies out for money, you know? Yes. <laughs> you know? And, right. And, and so uh, he's been more consistent in his messaging this week, but, you know, it, it's a drop in the bucket. Uh, you know, I'm glad to have it. I hope it keeps up. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it looks like a lot of his base but, is... But it, it's too little too late right now, basically. Yeah. A lot of his base is reacting to it like, what the fuck is wrong with Donald Trump now? You know? As opposed to actually saying, oh, well, maybe we were wrong. Maybe we should take it. You know? Oh, God. Well, you know, it's one of these things when you <laughs> unleash this kind of bullshit and then you try to put it, you know try to put it back in the put the genie back in the fucking bottle right so but yeah but one of the questions is you know in terms of this since this is spreading much more rapidly in cases and it looks like hospitalizations and deaths aren't going up at the same degree um should we be reacting with the same level of concern that we did with Delta or the previous waves uh, in terms of, you know, shutting things down and, you know, and, and, and people, you know, like the, the sports league shutting down, Broadway shutting down, you know, uh, like you said, uh, half the plane flights being canceled because they can't get the staff in because the staff is testing right. positive or whatever. Right. Should we be reacting with that same level as we did with previous waves or not? And, at this point, I, I, I got to throw up my hands. I don't know. I, I'm, you know, my perspective is that 
whatever was reasonable that you felt that you were doing, you should continue doing now. Yeah. And, 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 and what I mean is by reasonable, were you taking precautions? Were you making sure that you followed, you know, reasonable precautions to reduce the spread? Were you trying to do as many outdoor activities as possible? Were you using masks when you were indoors with other people? Um, you know, did you get your booster? Um, you know, these different things. Hey, if you had to be indoors, uh, you know, were you distanced? Okay. Just, just, you know, look, it's just followed those measures. And I truly believe that if people were more on the side of using reasonable measures that don't really impinge on my usual life, then it's okay. Including, for example, hey, working from home as much as possible, if you can't, you know, it's, you know, there's so many things. So, I don't know, that's... Yeah, I I, I mean, I, I guess the question to me is, at this point, so many people... Ah, ah, timer. Um, at this point, so many people are in the throw up their hands. I've played good for too long. I'm not going to do I, it I anymore. Have heard the, I have heard those people. You I, know, I've definitely heard. And them. and I, they're I exhausted. Feel, they're tired. They're just you know, and they're just done. They're not. They're they don't want to wear the masks. They don't want to socially distance. They don't want to be careful. As you said, like you can still, you can still do all your stuff. You just take precautions and you, 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 you change around stuff a little bit. You you don't have to go to the big, like crowded bar, you know, but you can right. still, you know, do a little thing here or there and win small groups right. and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and, and you wear your damn mask and, you know, and, right. and maybe you get takeout instead of going to the restaurant, you know? Right. But people are, so many people are done with that, that I feel like I'm crossing my fingers that the best case scenario here with Omicron is true. That in almost all cases, it's, that in almost all cases, it's very mild and that, yeah, it'll burn through the entire population. It'll do so quickly. It'll give lots of people immunity. (laughs) <laughs> without making them very sick it'll it'll like all of these unvaccinated people will at least get infected by this thing and where their chances of death are less and then the, hopefully they'll be a little bit better off for the next wave the way, after we, this we, despite another not taking news precautions. flash news flash yes. news flash yes. of course those people listening to this like maybe a year and a half from now maybe it's not <laughs> news flash but you know for for those like you know they'll listen to it at some point it'll be a f- multi-day old news flash a third cruise ship now has a whole a nice uh covet outbreak going on right now yeah so that's the third one that we've got out of miami see that's one so. of those examples where i'm like why <laughs> i i'm sorry they're they're like many activities that like you yeah when you talk about taking precautions and being careful and blah 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 one of the things is don't do unnecessary things that put you in positions that 
like are clearly more risky than others. Look, I, I uh, here's the one thing. Like, the, why would you I, go I on a cruise? A lot right of now? people. Why? A lot of people look with the cruises right now. They were all demanding negative PCR tests. They were demanding, yeah, you know, yeah. that everybody show proof of vaccination. So they had taken a lot of precautions to do these. But right now, the thing is that with Omicron, it's not enough. It, it's it's not enough. That's the problem. It's just not enough. Um, so okay. Uh, well, with that, uh, we are done with our pandemic segment. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll do uh, you know a couple quick back and forths uh, for um, yeah for lightning roundish thing with some random topics. Back after this. Da. Okay, we are back. And Yvonne, I am going to suggest that we each do two segments, five minutes each, and then wrap this sucker up. So, uh, all right. Uh, why? Yeah, because we've gone like exceedingly long. Well, no, it, it, you okay. know, I, honestly, it's not that bad, but I'd like to stay under two hours. So let's just try this and All see right. where we go. Um, so you first, uh, what did I say? Five minutes go. All right. So I'm going to bring up Mr. Wayne LaPierre. Okay. okay? Yep. So, uh, NRA, right? got brought up this week. Yeah. The, 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 the fucking asshole that runs the NRA, which seems to, you know, is being charged by the New York Attorney General for basically just being a fucking fraud, okay? The organization. Because at this point, it just seems that this whole damn organization is just run as a as a con for this guy just to get rich. That's it. It doesn't seem to be anything else, because uh, he uh, recently, they were reviewing some records of expenses done by by the NRA. And he explained that uh, he was on a yacht that cost like about $100,000 a week. Okay. okay uh, in the Bahamas. And his explanation for the yacht trip was it was for security reasons. That that was a way for him to stay secure because of all the threats to him after Sandy Hook. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and uh, now emails have reflected that a big part of this uh, trip happened while uh, his niece was getting married down at, in Atlantis in the Bahamas. Um, hmm. So, Kawinky Dink. Yeah. What? Yeah. Amazing, huh? Um, and so, uh, look, I don't understand how Mr. Gun toting bullshit whatever thing that believes that guns will keep his entire safety needs to go and run off to a hundred thousand dollar a week yacht in the bahamas in order to stay safe and can i just say it's the biggest 
bullshit fucking story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I mean, security? Really? Security? Listen, asshole, you wanted to fucking have the NRA pay for you hanging out in a 120-foot yacht in the Bahamas. That's it. Security, my fucking ass. Look, I know plenty of people, personally, that I know have taken their goddamn yachts as a fucking, you know, tax deduction or something or whatever. Now, this guy is worse. What he's doing is that because this the NRA is his motherfucking piggy bank, he had them pay for him to be able to go on vacation on a fucking luxury yacht. I mean, this guy is such a con man. And I, I'm just, I'm so sick. I mean, all of these fuckers, they're all the same. Trump, this asshole, all of them. I mean, this is a non-profit organization? Fuck you! It's all about the money. The, uh, the only fucking thing this motherfucking gives a shit about. Nothing else. I mean, holy shit. I needed a $100,000 a week yacht for security. Fuck you. You know, Come if, on. if it was really about security, there are cheaper options. Yes! <laughs> Much <laughs> cheaper, yes. Like, I, I yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, 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 and, and how they basically just use private yets, you know, expensed private yets to, yes, freaking, you know, the NRA, yes, yes. Why I can't pronounce jets, jet, jets. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me now. It's a yet, I realize it's I'm a yet. To pronounce it. I, I don't know. I tried to pronounce it three times right. They kept, <laughs> I kept saying it wrong. Like, what the hell's wrong with me? A fucking jet. Ride jet. the yet. Ride the yet. Not, not jet. <laughs> okay, you know. private jets. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> it's just private, you know, they just, he just handed out like, Sending private jets around for his family, like, just nope. Hey, hey, Sam. Hey, let's meet next week. Oh, yeah, I'll just send a jet to pick you up. And then I'll just send it back. Of Whatever, course. just like that. On the NRA time. And he says it's all business. All business. All business. Yeah, and, and so what's the status of the New York going after the NRA and all this kind of stuff? Is well, there's still, you know, this is, the, a lot of this stuff came up because of Discovery. Yeah. Um... You know, they're, they're, you know, they're trying to argue that this was all legit and whatever. And, um, look, I mean, what it's showing is that it's just a fraud. And, you know, that the case that, uh, that the New York Attorney General is having, you know, which was, look, the case was to sue to dissolve the NRA for a pattern of cell dealing that included LaPierre's alleged acceptance of lavish gifts from contractors. Okay, and, your five minutes you know, is up. <laughs> so yeah, I think that uh, they're doing a pretty good job of really uncovering that this is just the case. Right. Period. Okay, well, my turn. And what I'm going to bring up something for my five minutes that we have actually not talked about on the show at all, at least not in the recent resurgence of it, which is the tension with Russia over the Ukraine, um, which... You know, honestly, I I haven't been following it in detail. It hasn't like burst into like the the number one headline on the news here in the U.S. because that's still pandemic, that's still economy, that's still whatever. But apparently, um, Putin has been massing troops on the U on the border of Russia and Ukraine, and has been speaking more and more belligerently 
about uh, the situation in eastern Ukraine and uh, demands he is making of the West in terms of promising that NATO won't expand eastward and this and that and this and that and saying and not ruling out the use of uh, a physical force if his demands aren't met and those kinds of things. And apparently, you know, the as they say, the tensions have been escalating. Um, and so there are a lot of people saying that, you know, Putin's ready to like, you know, they already took uh, Crimea. They're already effectively occupying parts of eastern Ukraine already, but right. that there may be a outright open Russian invasion of eastern Ukraine to, like, take over part of the country and whatever uh, sometime sooner rather than later. In Putin's uh, year-end big press conference thing that he does just a few days ago, he did once again sort of emphasize that you know, there is a diplomatic track too, but he's made some some demands that the West obviously isn't ever going to agree to and and said that they have to agree really quickly and make some movement and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I don't know what kind of how I guess the big question that people are asking is how much of this is you know, posturing for position with no intention of ever following through versus how much is oh, yeah, Putin's actually going to invade sometime next year. I think that there is a real risk of him just deciding to uh, try to invade the Ukraine. I, I, I think that that, that, that that risk is real. Well, because the, the reality um, is, like, you know, Biden has said, we will do things that we didn't do when you – yeah, when Correct. you when you invaded the Crimea a few years ago, or when you took and, over, and, Crimea. and and a number of the things that they have threatened are significant. I mean, they they have really escalated what the threats are, and he has convinced Europe to put significantly bigger threats than they had been willing to do before. Uh, I, I think one of the things that I I'd mentioned earlier in podcasted several months back talking about the european uh energy crisis yep. that they have been having okay is how dependent they have become on on russian uh energy supplies in in western europe and that because of that in back in 2014 the europeans basically were very they they really didn't want to push the russians Okay, and they basically just let them take, you know, Western Ukraine. But are, they, they, you they mean just let the, them do the, it. The, the, yeah, uh, well, East, Crimea, Crimea, well, and, Eastern Ukraine. Sorry, yeah, yeah Eastern, Eastern Ukraine. But yeah, yeah Eastern Ukraine. Here, um, here's the thing, so, though. Uh, Every everything they're talking about is economic, which means in the end, if Putin decides he wants it, and he can live with the economic cost then there is not a damn thing the West is going to be able to do to stop him. Like, we're not actually going to war over Ukraine. No, but 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 now we're talking about real costs, okay? Um, and as much as Putin, you know, wants to march around, like, with his chest puffed up, uh, one of the things that, that happens why regimes like his do this is not because they really are in a position of strength. 
they're doing it because they feel they're in a position of weakness. Right. And that's why they want to do these things. Um, and, and doing what we mentioned severely cripples, uh, I mean, those sanctions would be severely crippling to Russia that has a Russia that has grown accustomed to a significantly improved level of living and a lot of it based on economic interaction with the rest of the world. I mean, the one threat about taking Russia off SWIFT, uh, which is SWIFT is this uh, uh, basically global interbank system that allows electronic uh, transactions of money to move between member banks, uh, would be, you know, cause significant problems for for Russia. Uh, so a lot of these measures are are significant. Um, do you do you think but, the threat uh, of them is enough to actually dissuade Putin, or do you do you think Putin actually wants to invade and is just m- making an excuse not to? No, or? I, I, I I think I I think that his main thing is to project strength, right? Right, and so uh, if um, yeah, if. I do believe that if something happens that makes him look strong in a certain way, then it, it, it you know, that is what he is looking for. Um, it is the position, it is the posturing, it is the image he is projecting, because that is what he uses in order to maintain power and to get relatively high approval by a lot of people in Russia. Yeah, it is, is, you know, the fact that he is supported by a lot of people are, are, you know, is not, you know, is not fake. Yeah, Uh, no. So it it is a combination of like uh, nationalism, jingoism. um, So so, that he has played to. Yeah. So look, I'll I'll leave predictions for next week. But, uh, you know, it it sounds like this is a real possibility. Like it could go. You know, yeah. I, I mean, oh, the, yeah. you know, Putin is saying if he doesn't get a certain set of things, then who knows? Everything's on the table. Um, he's got all the forces in position that he would need in order to do it. Uh, from a military point of view, uh, Ukraine is not a, in a position that they could withstand that. Like Russia would win, no. you know, and and Western Europe and the United States are. You know, we may sell weapons into it and we gave, may give some operational support here and there, but it, it's not like we're going to directly go to war with Russia over this. Um, and so, you know, if push comes to shove, if if Putin really wants this and is willing to take the economic hit or gamble that the economic hit won't be as bad as we're threatening, then there you go. I, I don't know. We'll, um, but... Yeah, we'll leave predictions for next week. Okay, your turn. Five more minutes on a topic of your choice. Five more minutes on a topic of my choice. Yep. And the uh, topic is going to be, I'm going to throw you for a loop. Uh, <laughs> so did you watch what happened in Wheel of Fortune? Uh, no, not at all. What, did something happen on Wheel all of right, Fortune? So, uh, uh, all right, some, some lady uh, was had a word that was put up, okay, you know. Oh, is this the letters. one that 
through the game to the they other didn't person? give her the car oh no okay no, no this, this is, is the one that no this is one that went and like at first read the phrase with the wrong last word okay but then corrected the last word before the timer was up okay and they went and this was a bonus round of some kind okay and even though it was before the buzzer, Pat Sajak said, well, we can't accept that answer because there was too long a pause in between what you said and the correction, and so you lost. And, oh my god, you lost just a brand new Audi. Okay. And so people have been, what the fuck? She gave the right answer before the time was up. What the hell? Uh... So anyway, so a lot of people have been very upset about the fact that uh, that this lady didn't get her car. Now, I did see today on Twitter, mm-hmm. okay, that apparently Audi saw what happened, and they might give her the car. I, I, I was going to say, this car. would be the perfect opportunity. Like, Audi would step up and give her the damn car. It'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. Good publicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just saw that, that, that yeah, uh, 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 the Audi went on Twitter and basically said, you know, this lady deserves a car. <laughs> and apparently 13 hours ago, I see on the news that yes, because I saw this earlier is correct, that Audi is giving Spurn Wheel of Fortune contestant a brand new Audi Q3. Okay. So, so there you go. So, yeah, I, so apparently it, the lady is getting... It does sound like car. she got screwed. I mean, I can understand, like, I, if yeah, they've got a timer... I, I really feel that she got screwed. I mean, is the rule... I mean, it depends what the rules really are, right? Do the rules actually say if you pause, it doesn't count? Or do they say you can correct it until it's the a, buzzer rings? It, no, what, he, what Pat Sajak explained something like saying, well, you know, you paused for too long, and we typically, you have to give the answer in one continuous, you know, sentence, and so we're sorry, but we can't accept the answer. And there was a timer that was showing, and she, but she gave the corrected answer before the damn timer was up. And so I'm like, I was like, what the hell? What do you mean? Yeah, no. Okay. You know, give give her a damn car. The quote is, Rubush? Rubush? No idea what you're... R-U-B-U-S-H. Rubbish? Rubbish? Jesus Christ. No, let's not call her rubbish. Rubush. Oh, that's her name? I've the phrase within this... Yes. That's... Yes. Okay, go ahead. Had completed the phrase within the segment's 10-second limit, but her answer was disqualified because she didn't say the phrase in a more contiguous manner. I mean, that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, there was one other Wheel of Fortune story, and now I have not watched Wheel of Fortune myself in, like, forever. I have not watched Wheel forever. of Fortune. I'm pretty sure that it had to be since the 90s. Yeah, probably for me as well. Now, I've watched Jeopardy, but not Wheel of Fortune. Jeopardy, yeah. But but Wheel of Fortune, um, there was another story that I saw within a month or so where the player who was clearly going to win intentionally got the answer wrong to let the other person win and when asked about it later, she was like, I'd won enough already. He deserved a chance. Uh, he was like, uh, uh, and she called out like he was a veteran or something else or blah, blah, blah. But she was basically like, I won enough. It was, it, 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 he, he should win now. 
And was did this cause some controversy? Uh, well, uh, it was enough that people sort of called it out, and were, but it wasn't like this was bad. It was like, oh, look how generous she like gave the other person a chance to win, blah blah blah. You know, so I don't know. Okay, I, well, okay, well, that, but that was a positive. That was a positive a negative one. Now, now, I've I've also heard, you know, Pat Sajak is a Trumpy, um, and there, and there was also, so that's just an aside here. There, that that's just an aside there, <gasps> but but oh, but also apparently both Pat and Vanna have had their kids involved in the show now, and I, I say kid, but they're grown adults. You know, but apparently they're like, oh. you know, auditioning the kids to take over because both Pat and Vanna are like retirement age at this point. I mean, they have to be super old. I mean, they've been doing this for what, 50 years? I don't know. It's probably not quite that long, but a long time. You know, they're getting up there. I mean, yeah. I mean, how old is Pat Sajak? Let's see. Uh, I, I guess while you look up Pat Sajak, I'll look up Vanna. Uh, Well, I had 75, this is Pat Sage. Okay, and and Vanna White is, uh, imagine me turning over the letters or something, 64. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I had seen, okay, I will say this. I don't know for sure. I, I mean, I don't know about his political stance. The reason is because now I remember the comments that I saw that he made, and they seemed like he was joking. Mm. Um, okay. He made some tweets that he was making some jokes and like one was like, I just bought an impeachment pen on eBay. Is it considered a donation? <laughs> I, I, it just, you know, I, I just, so I, I, I saw some of these and, you know, I mean, I've heard Pat Sajak talk at in interviews and he has a pretty sarcastic, pretty sassy, uh, Huber. So in in his uh, in, uh, in his so, personal life uh, in his personal life section on Wikipedia, it says Sajak has written a number of columns for the conservative magazine Human Events. Sajak is also a regular poster and podcast contrib- participant on the conservative blog Ricochet.com. He has long acknowledged being a climate change skeptic. He is also a financial supporter of the Young Americas Foundation, which sponsors conservative speakers on cons- on college campuses. Okay, so it sounds like he's probably leaning over there. So I wasn't sure by the, by some of the comments. So, but you know, because he has this. Yeah. And what I was saying about the, the kids there, um, let's see, uh, Sajak, uh, had surgery in 2019 while Sajak recovered Vanna White hosted. Um, and the, uh, th- yeah. then, uh, th- also, uh, Sajak's daughter, Maggie helped White for a week at that point and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I, and I think there's been more since then. I saw something recently about his kids, but I, th- doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. Whatever. At least this is like more more overt and, and cleaner than, than what they were doing with Alex Trebek. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's just like setting up a, a, a generational dynasty, you know? So, yeah. It, it, it's going right. to be Pat and Vanna's kids who take over when they stop, you know? <laughs> right. Basically. Um, you know? Okay. Uh, so, 
final five minute segment for me. Um, I just wanted to talk about uh, Build Back Better again. I talked last week extensively about how uh, Mansion had come out and killed it uh, and said no. Uh, now there's the, the they're talking about the you know is, is it is it a zombie like is the zombie version of the BBB coming back? Uh, Biden and Mansion have been talking on the phone a few more times. Uh, Jayapal has been talking to Mansion. They're basically trying to figure out if they can salvage anything from this. And look, you know, I said even on last week's show, like one of the possibilities here is just stick a piece of paper in front of Mansion and say, okay, write down what you will vote for. And then we'll get everybody but else. Apparently he did that. Well, apparently he did that. He did that um <laughs> uh, before he said no. And the White House, part of the back and forth was the White House was like, he had given us an offer and we were figuring out how to respond to his offer when he just said it's a no. Right. And and also since I recorded the last show, there was more on sort of his reasoning. Apparently, there's reporting that the reason Manchin went on TV and said, I'm an outright no, was because he was pissed about the White House putting out a statement that said, we're going to come back to this after the new year because we're still negotiating with Manchin. And Manchin was like, I didn't want my name mentioned in that. Well, I don't recall that the statement actually, I didn't recall that the statement actually said that it was because negotiating with him. I just remember that they said that they still had work well, to do and it was going to be the following Manchin, year. But I think that what was understood, that it was implied that it well, was because no, Manchin's, of Well, no, Manchin's complaint was they mentioned him by name in the statements around So they that. did mention him by name. And, okay. and, and, and But, of course, that's not confirmed by Manchin or anything, but that's what the reporting is, is that he was upset at the staff for how they... Basically, he was throwing a hissy fit about the way that the negotiations were going and the way they were being characterized in the public. Um, and... People have pointed out that he's done this before on various other things where he said, I'm an absolute no, and then come back later with a proposal or a counter proposal, and they've ended up coming up with some sort of deal. And it sounds like the two proposals before he said no weren't actually that far apart. I know. And it's, this is why I am so confused as to what the hell is going on with the communication here. I, I do look, I do know one thing that I that I did read. And I understood that why Manchin was upset. And to be fair, I think he has a he has a very good point about this. Look, there is a significant group of Democrats that are just vilifying him to no end. Okay? Um, and they're really, really going to town on him. And you and I had some discussions about some of the objections that Manchin has brought up. Let's be fair about this. A lot of the stuff that he's bringing up are not crazy. So the one, the one thing that came up here again, and this is something Manchin has said before publicly, even before this last right, round. This was not. These are, are not, this like, what I believe that you're going to say not a surprise. Not, not a surprise. I mean, frankly, everything he's said has been consistent for many, many months. But the one thing that the Democrats were doing um, is that you know he had said repeatedly, "I'm not going above." this number, this dollar number, 175 or whatever it is, trillion at the moment. And right, they right. were at six and then they were at three. And he kept saying, I'm not going above 175. And so the Democrats tried to meet his number, but they didn't want to give up on programs. So what they did is instead of having, I'm going to make up some numbers here, instead of having 10 programs all for 10 years, 
what Manchin wanted. They were sunsetting. Yeah, what Manchin wanted, and he said as much, was don't try to do 10. Pick your two favorite and do two. Right. Um, And do two for 10 years and come in at my number or whatever. Whereas the Democrats were like, "We, we want all of these to be in here. Let's fund them all for one year. Right. You know, um, and Manchin and the Republicans are basically like, that's bullshit. Cause you know, you want those programs Listen, to continue. It, let, You're just punting it to what a the few... Republicans are saying. The Republicans would say, look, the Republicans would, you know, they, they, if you said a, they would say B. So let's not give credit to them about it. But, <laughs> but look that, come on, it, 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 you know, the, they, they move the goalpost on everything, but Manchin wasn't moving the goalpost on that. I mean, and I actually agree with what he's saying about this because it was playing with funny money to a certain, to a big extent. Okay, and and I've seen this trick done many times before. W. Bush did it with his tax with his tax cuts, where what he did was like, well, we'll sunset them. And what 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 we all said in order to, to make the numbers fit the CBO scoring, and we were like, this is bullshit. You'll never sunset because you know what? You'll they'll never sunset. Right. They'll never sunset. So don't fucking, you know, use accounting tricks in order to try to fit within the budget when what you're doing is just a lie. And so I, I and, and that's something that I have always been, uh, 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 annoys me. And so he has been, by the way, he has been consistent about his opposition to it. And so, and then everybody is surprised that he's still pissed off. Like, guys, you fucking just, I mean, I've been like since the beginning with saying, don't do this, and you're trying to shove it down my throat. Well, and I, as I said last week, you know, he has been consistent all along, and it's just the the Democrats have been convinced that they could move him, and he's not moving. He What he's saying now is the same as what he said at the beginning. He's actually gone up a little. He said he would go for $1.5 trillion at the beginning. Now he's up to like $1.75 or $1.8 even. Um, so he's actually moved up a little bit on his number, uh, but at the same time, on a bunch of his other things, he's he, he's been consistent and he's stood his ground. And now, would would I prefer to resolve this dilemma by saying, sure, let's go ahead and and let's do the three point five trillion? You know, I'd be fine with that. But he, you know, but I agree that the whole, um, the whole let's fund them all for one year and just dare the Republicans to kill them later on. Uh, it's just it's ridiculous. You know, no, fully fund one. I, I, I kind That's of agree. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I, I want all these programs too. I'd rather spend more money and, and, and do all of them, but it is bullshit to say, let's put this in place for one year or two years or whatever. Yeah. We, one year or two years or whatever. Cause when they are clearly programs that are intended to be permanent. Right. And don't make sense unless they're permanent. It doesn't make sense to do some of these things for one year and then pull out the rug, you know? And so, you know, that it's, it's going to be extended or it'll be intensely traumatic for it not to. Even now they're talking about the child tax credit, um, is, you know, in, in, unless they take action in the first couple of weeks of January, right? Like this is done December 31st. So if there are people out there who have grown to count on that child tax credit over the last few months, well, they're not getting it in January. And that's, that's the kind of thing that it's like, once you, once you put something like that in place and people start rearranging their lives around it, pulling it out from under them suddenly 
does not make any sense. Even if you want to sunset some of those programs, you want to sunset them gradually over time to sort of wean people off them. But like, you know, the, the, the pulling the rug out from under people is painful enough that, you know, it, no one wants that outcome. I mean, even the Republicans who might want to get rid of the program, like this is why they couldn't kill ACA. Right. Right. You know, because they knew they would be screwing people. Um, and screwing their own voters in, in big ways. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, they did try to do well, it. They I mean, did. They just couldn't they, do yes, it. Yes, I know. They they certainly did try. And it was only John McCain that kept them from it. Um, exactly. J- j- That's just it. like right now, it's only Manchin keeping the Democrats from doing their thing. But, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, the, it's... it's um, so... I wonder at this point, like I said, I said last time, even if they come to a deal like deal after this, it's going to be more Manchin's thing than it is Biden's thing. But if they finesse it right, they can still all take credit for it. Right. And all be like, happy we came to the deal right. and everything works. And, yes. you know, and, uh, you know, the Democrats are now saying that they're going to they're going to bring all this to a vote and dare Manchin to vote no. And I'm like, he'd probably be thrilled to vote no on it as it is now, you know, like that's the cred, that's the kind of cred he needs to have a fighting chance in West Virginia is like yeah. showing how yeah. he's like sticking his thumb, you know, yeah. Thumb up the nose. What's the right phrase? Like th- thumbs, in the his, thumbs his nose at it. Thumbed his nose or stuck his finger in the eye of the Democrats or whatever. Um, you know, where he's, you know, he is preventing them from doing all the crazy stuff they want to do. That's exactly what he needs in West Virginia. So maybe yep. they need yep. a performative little act where he can vote no on it and then extract a few more concessions and then right. come up with something and then pass something and go. So maybe they are going to be able to pull something out of the ashes here. I think it's still quite unclear. Um, they're also talking about the voting rights stuff and, uh, there's once again the rumors that Manchin might be thinking a little bit about maybe a carve out for the filibuster just for this. And uh, Biden came out more clearly than he ever has before for an exception for this. So I don't know. I still I still feel like it's less. I still feel like the most likely scenario is that the Democrats get neither BBB or voting rights this time around, but I got to acknowledge the chances are higher this week when I'm talking about it than when I talked about it last week. Um, I, you know, it's, it seems like there is some movement around the edges and maybe almost killing it or killing it is just what you needed in order to bring something up out of the ashes and get something done, even though it's nowhere near what the, what Biden and the Democrats wanted at the beginning. I think there is a lot of politic. There's a lot of pressure to at least do something, especially on the BBC side. Um, in and maybe BBC, BBB, BBC, BBB. Uh, get something on the BBB side, and maybe even the voting stuff. I'm like, what? Did I miss a bill now? What the hell's the BBC? The BBC is the British Broadcasting Corporation. This also means something else, but I'm not going to say it on. Not a family program. Oh, God, Yvonne. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. With that, I think it's time to end the show. (laughs) There's, there's, there's your, 
<laughs> There's your title for the show. No, I'm, go- I'm going with the other one from earlier. I, uh, anyway. <laughs> the, 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 something about riding the yet. Oh, the, 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 yeah, the yet. Riding the yet. Yeah, I, I'm not going yeah, to. the yet. I'm not going with their <laughs> other meanings of BBC or whatever. No. The, okay. Uh, enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, with that, let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, you got me all flusticated. I used flusticated in last week's title. Um, hey, uh, you, you, you guys know at this point. If you want to get a hold of us, go to our website, curmudgeons-corner.com. You'll find an archive of the show. You'll find all the different ways to talk to us and and chat with us, follow us, whatever. One of the things there, uh, in addition to email and Twitter and Facebook and all of that kind of stuff, uh, will be, uh, our Patreon. If you go to the link to our Patreon, you can give us a little cash money. Uh, we appreciate the donations and we use it to help out the show every once in a while and do one thing or another. Um, and, uh, uh, oh, and uh, if COVID allows and if other things allow, Yvonne and I were talking about maybe doing another Curmudgeon's Corner meetup in like February. Yes. In, in, in like the Washington DC area. But, yes. but I, I will put a lot of caveats on right that, you know, we still got pandemic going on. We got all kinds of stuff. So I, I don't know. We'll see if, if it does turn out. Cause I have to visit DC to visit my family anyway. So maybe, Maybe we'll work something out, but like if if this crazy pandemic stuff going on, we might not just have you know we we we'll 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 play it by ear. We'll try to figure it out. We'll but see. anyway, uh, if something like that happens, Curmudgeon's Corner Patreon money will help with it. Um, in any case, uh, if you join our Patreon, you can get things at various levels: uh, a mug, a postcard, us mentioning you on the show, all that stuff, at two dollars a month or more, or if you just use any of those other methods to talk to us and ask nicely, we will invite you to our curmudgeon's corner slack where Yvonne and I and others are talking and sharing links all through the, all through the year. Well, yes, all through the year, but specifically all yes, through the all week. all through the year. Um, the week, so it, month, year, <laughs> whatever. day, hour. So Yvonne, minute, really quickly. Second. What are a few things that we mentioned on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show? Well, of course, we didn't bring this up today, but I, I don't understand that there's a whole bunch of controversy about this elf on a shelf. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, people. Yes. I don't the know. The elf is evil. And, and the elf is Yeah. And also, uh, apparently, scientists invented a lickable TV. And, and I, 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 you know, this has to be the most disgusting device in history. You can send different flavors through the television. Yes. That that sounds like the most disgusting device in history. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, I, I also shared a story about what, I, what, what are my favorite? Well, I, I will say that was my favorite column. Uh, was retired on the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the middle seat, actually, on a couple of – middle seat was a travel column on the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the, the author, Scott McCartney, on – a few separate columns that actually quoted me directly extensively on certain things about travel on a couple of times. I really appreciated the column. He was very, he did a very good column. He actually also did like an odd, he was an ombudsman ombudsman for people. Sometimes help travel problems, got uh, 
got the CEOs of the major airlines to sit in their damn coach seats and try to get them to say that they're comfortable, for example. Uh, it was pretty cool uh, when he did that. Unfortunately, his uh, unexpectedly, his wife passed last year, and he decided to retire uh, after 40 years of working at the paper. So that was like, that, that, that was very unexpected. So, so anyway, so that was one story that I shared about that. Um, uh, let's see what else, what else, what else? Uh, we got, uh, I mean, we talked about, we did talk about Kim Potter, the cop that, uh, that went and like was convicted of, you know, accidentally killing somebody, which I know was an accident, but still she definitely needs uh, to be punished. Uh, we talked about, the. The, that, that Trump uh, sold his money-losing hotel and how Trump... And we were talking about all the different Trump grifts uh, that are going on. Especially that his one of his lawyers created an, something called Elections LLC, which I've come to conclude must be some kind of grift for him to siphon money off the RNC on legal fees. There's There, there can't be any other good explanation for this. Um Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Oh, the flu is making a comeback. Is that a good thing? No. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Well, that's not good. Um, you know, I mean, comeback. I mean, it sounds like comeback. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, comeback. Uh, no. Okay. Um, and let's see. And, uh, oh, uh, also brought this whole thing up about this trucker that, uh, that uh, and, and, and Sam corrected me that there was supposedly a trucker boycott. Trucks lined up that it wasn't. Uh, the, it's this trucker in Colorado that basically got sentenced to 111 years in jail for a freaking traffic accident, which is insane. And now, after a lot of protesting and a lot of people petitions and a lot of people basically being irate, it seems like they're trying to walk back the idiotic sentence that this poor guy got because... Apparently, he's a Cuban that could barely speak English, and they basically decided to throw the book at him. I mean, as far as I could tell. I mean, for a fucking traffic accident. I've seen drunk drivers get less than this. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. The guy was completely sober, passed every damn test. And he, I mean, he was in an accident. His brakes failed. He said, well, we could determine it before, because the truck got destroyed. Then how the hell can you throw him in jail for 111 fucking years? Anyway. So, um, with that, uh, we're going to wrap up the show. I did want to mention next week, the week between Christmas and New Year's, we will do in in the absence of some huge breaking news, which of course may happen. Uh, next week will be our annual prediction show where Yvonne and I will make predictions for things that will happen in 2022. Um, and so it won't be our normal show. It'll be predictions. Uh, and, um, yeah, we always have a lot of fun doing that. I got, I got one prediction for, you know what it is? You know what it is? Um, was it chaos? Oh God, come on. You know, my prediction death. There's a couple of predictions. Destruction. Pain. Pain. That's right. And Fidel Castro will die. And Fidel Castro will die. Right. Um, yes. A- any, anyway, uh, we always have fun with this. Uh, the last show of the year is predictions for the next year. And then the first show of the next year, absent another insurrection at the Capitol, uh, like last year, which 
threw our plans into chaos. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. yeah, the first it's show of distracted. Yeah, us. the first show of the new year. We will review the predictions we made for 2021 and see how we oh, did. Oh, Jesus Christ! Probably did like shit <laughs> as usual. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. Oh, no, we, no, we, no we, we we used to do better, and we have been sliding in our predictions very yeah. badly recently. Yeah, I blame uh, la- Trump for all of this. Yeah, the last few years, you know, and and you know, I fully admitted on a few of them, I was intentionally pre- predicting less likely things just because they were more entertaining. I don't know this year. Like, do I take that approach again, or do I do I try to like stick to the straight and narrow, like things I really think will happen? I don't know. It, 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 you know, there's a balance. Like, do you want to be entertaining? Like often the, the predictions that are most boring are the most likely to come true. <laughs> yeah. So true. Anyway, that'll be next week. Uh, and you'll get one of my interesting, like stock market predictions, which are guaranteed to be absolutely incorrect. Yeah, there you go. And, and don't forget your prediction on Bitcoin, Yvonne. It's, oh yes it's also another one of my massively accurate predictions yes anyway um that's it for that that um yeah we'll do that next week and hey uh for whatever winter holidays you happen to be uh celebrating uh if it was christmas i hope you had a good one if it was anything else if if it was anything else i hope you had a good one or will have a good one depending on when it was scheduled and of course uh new year's coming up as well Except if you're in China, then you don't have a... Anyway, what whatever holidays you do or do not celebrate over the course of the end of the year, uh, please have fun. Please stay safe. Yeah, so don't have too much fun. You know, still say, still say, still stay safe. Not staying safe is... <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, have... Just don't ride on the yet. Yeah, or or enjoy your ride on the yacht. <laughs> um, anyway, we're done. See you guys later. Have a good week. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. Later, everyone. 